Hey everybody, this is your friend Kent C. Dodds, and I am joined by Simeon Griggs. Say hi, Simeon. Hey, Kent. How you going? It's going great. It's good, good, good. Really excited to chat with you about uh, making user experience better here on the Remix Podcast. So, um, yeah, uh, we met in person for the first time this year um, at uh, React Advanced in London uh, at a uh, bar that was way too loud um, <laughs> to to have a, any useful or, or uh, great conversation. But uh, it was nice to, to meet you, and, and it's been a pleasure to get to know you online um, as well. Before we get too far into things, I think it'd be great for the people listening to get to know you a little bit. So would you like to give a little intro to yourself? Yeah, sure. So I've been building websites for um, a while now, but uh, more recently, I am working day to day at Sanity.io, uh, where I'm a solution engineer, which is not a job title that I was uh, all that familiar with until I came <laughs> into the job. But yeah, we just uh, coming up with things uh, all the time, uh, solutions for working with uh, Sanity.io, uh, the product itself. So we get to see all sorts of interesting questions and, and problems every every single day with all sorts of different frameworks. So um, yeah, always on the hunt for new frameworks. And that's how uh, I got really interested in looking to remix recently. Yeah, sweet. Um, and you were one of, you may have been the first uh, official CMS to have an integration with remix. Um, yeah, is that like an example and published and doing live streams and uh, stuff like that too. Uh, so we really appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, so with your work is um, in like building a CMS, well, here, I, sh I should take a step back. I've never used like an off-the-shelf CMS before. Um, mm. So for my my stuff, it's always been uh, Markdown and MDX for my own stuff, and I I think that's best suited for what I'm doing because uh, I like people making PRs to my content and stuff like that. It's mm. really difficult to do that with the CMS. Um, when I was at PayPal, we did have a CMS, but it was like this in-house thing, uh, or at least. Nothing that I really understood or, or dealt with much. Uh, we just load. Honestly, actually, it was just like a, a bunch of flat files and that they had some sort of tool that they built for updating those flat files that were committed in yeah. our repo. That's <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> that was our CMS. Um, that's advanced stuff. Yeah, it, it worked, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't have much experience with a CMS, uh, though I do feel like I have a pretty good understanding of the problems that it's solving. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the the problems that a CMS solves? Like why why how how does that help the user experience to have a CMS? Yeah, so Sanity, um, I suppose uh, I can hear the voices ringing in my ear with all my coworkers. Is that Sanity is so much more than a CMS? We're a Aha, um, oh good, we're a, we're a platform <laughs> for structured content. Um, uh, but essentially, and I, I I write it on my blog occasionally that we're not trying to be a CMS, but we're the best CMS. Uh, I'll be biased there, but yeah. So the 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 need that solves though is that um, you can have multiple people collaborating all in the same uh, studio all at the same time. And uh, what makes Sanity really uh, incredible is the way that it's composable. It's like the world's best toolbox of CMS affordances. So uh. you build the content model that you need. Uh, we'll host the images. We'll host the data. Um, and and you get this deployable version of your content that you can host where you like. So. Uh, it's just incredibly flexible, near infinitely customizable, queryable. Um, it's just a, yeah, whatever you need the content editing experience to be, uh, it can be. Uh, and the way that helps with user experience is that um, it's not tied to a particular like website project. It's just content. So um, ideally, your 
you're creating a content structure that lives you know, for this version of your Remix website, but also the next version of the Remix website and also your Alexa app and your this, that, and the other. And so it goes so much beyond just this one website project. Okay, so structured content. Um, yeah, that's that's fascinating. And and so have you seen... So yeah, typically if I'm thinking about a, a CMS, then I'm thinking, okay, so I have this, uh, the header and I've got like this text over here and whatever. And so it's very... One to one with the, the design of the site, and so what you're saying is sanity um, can be that, but it's really more about um, st- structured content in like in general. So I, I guess I'm I'm trying to picture what this looks like um, and and how that uh, like yeah, what is sanity? <laughs> you yeah. know? So so like one example I'm working on at the moment is, uh, so say you've got a course platform. I mean, this is a, a problem space that you'd be infinitely <laughs> familiar with yourself. So, uh, you know, every lesson isn't just a web page. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got lessons, but you've also got courses. You might have presenters, you might have media, you, you know, you might have translations of those things. And those are individual pieces of content. Uh, oh, you can okay. stitch those together with relationships, but we're not just talking about, you know, this is the lesson page, this is the course page, um, but rather, you know, this is a course page and it happens to query all of the course data, you know, in the course type documents that you have. So trying to relate things along lines of uh, the content that it is and then relate them to one another, you know, based on uh, where it makes sense to relate them together uh, instead of just, uh, because if, if you go too much down the avenue of relating everything to pages, well, some really important, you know, business logic or business content might be embedded within the fifth block of the about page, page mm. builder, you know, and it and it, it has to be copied and pasted between sections. So, um, uh, and also too, like to its full extreme with content as data, as we speak about is like the rich text editor itself. Uh, mm-hmm. When you export that, it's not HTML strings, it's, there's no markup in it, it's an array of objects which means that you can loop over that how you like. And an example of that is on my blog, which is on Remix and the content powered by Sanity. Uh, My rich text editor creates a table of contents, set of headers. Um, When I serialize that array of objects, it creates links in each of the headers individually. Um, I even built a commenting platform uh, because every paragraph has its own ID because it's an array of objects. Uh Um, I've now got a commenting form, which means you can leave a comment on any individual paragraph in the blog in a blog post. Ooh. So I get a notification in Slack now because of a, a web hook um, that says uh, that somebody has left a comment on this paragraph of this blog post. And I can see that like really drilled down and, and uniquely set in my Sanity Studio. Interesting. So, And even the comments are, are within Sanity as well. Yeah, I'm choosing to put those in there. Um, that's that's a choice that I can make because my blog doesn't get that much traffic. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're getting hundreds of thousands of comments a day, maybe you know that's where you might look at putting, you know, because things like user meta or e-commerce sales, you know, those things are best on a dedicated platform. But mm. uh, when you've got just content and you've got a you know a certain volume of it, yeah, p- put whatever you like in Sanity. I just you know start up a comments type, a blog post type, and mm. uh, yeah, put whatever fields you need in that. Oh, okay, so I it's I think it's becoming clear to me that Sanity is like a database for content. Yeah, of sorts. Uh, and the mm-hmm. editing interface is driven off of that. So you write these schema models. You say, you know, I've got a comment type, I've got a blog post type, and then you say what fields are in that. And then based on all those configuration files, um, you know, the Sanity Studio, which is our our application you host, uh, or, or you can host yourself or we can host for you, that then is the editing interface for users based on that schema you've registered. Um, 
and it's got that whole infrastructure as code sort of thing. So, you know, if you've determined that, if you've set up that schema in files, um, uh, that's then version controlled. Uh, you mm. can apply logic to that because it's not like YAML files or JSON or a drag and drop page builder. You know, if you want to run JavaScript mm. logic over building out schema, you can have some really powerful expressions of uh, using logic to create validation rules or create schema themselves. So again, sort of speaks to the flexibility of it because it's all written in code, what your editing interface looks like. Um, yeah, you, you can build sort of whatever editing model you need for content of any type. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, so like I I hear about sanity mostly on Syntax FM. That's <laughs> <I guess> where everybody <laughs> knows it's wrong for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, sanity seems like a, a really powerful uh, mechanism for uh, the lots of the types of sites that people who are listening to this podcast um, will build. Right. We are typically building um, uh, a yeah a site that produces. Um, presents content in a unique way. Um, and we're not always in charge of the content. And, and so we put in these placeholders for the content. Um, so yeah, and you're putting guardrails around content editors as well, because you're not uh, letting them run roughshod over a page builder, which means they can get themselves into all sorts of trouble. But you can say, here are the fields you can edit. Um, mm. And we'll take care of the front end because the front end is decoupled um, entirely mm. from uh, your actual content editing. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. Very cool. So um, what was it when, when you first um, started using Remix? What was it that appealed to you about Remix? Because like you rewrote your, your site. Was it just like for the fun of playing with it? Um, what was your experience like? Um, it was a bit of that. I think actually speaking of syntax, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about other podcasts on this podcast, but speaking of syntax, I heard Wes call Scott the other day a golden retriever of JavaScript frameworks. Uh, <laughs> I feel quite the same in that I just want to look at the, the, the newest and, and latest thing. Um, but, but to be honest, um, because I deal with a lot of different frameworks and, you know, I've got like large clients with you know, huge static sites on, on other competing frameworks, um, seeing, um, and I'm trying to be very diplomatic here, uh, <laughs> seeing some of the issues that can arise at particular scales on those platforms, I'm very interested to see what other frameworks are out there. So I'm always trying the latest thing. I had my blog mostly rewritten um, in Astro before I ended up going with Remix. Uh -huh. I'm going to try them all at least once. Um, but I think that the moment is, and this is what I'd stress to anybody who hasn't already tried Remix, but is trying this, is listening to this podcast, is like deploy something through to production and then in your CMS, hit the publish button and see your website update. Um, mm. I think that the, uh, I've had a lot of thought recently about momentum and there is incredible momentum behind hitting the publish button and seeing your website updated. Yeah. In the few last years, uh, um, you know, hitting the publish button didn't really mean anything because then you go yeah. and had to go and hit the, the rebuild button and then you had to wait five to 10 minutes or <laughs> 20 or 30 or 40 uh, and then see your website change um, where uh, like that's literally like it's a, it's a mind blowing experience. I feel like I, it's like your whole worldview changes or something. It's one of those paradigm <laughs> shift moments like, oh, yeah, this is how things used to be. And I convinced myself yeah. that, you know, it was, it was better the other way. But um, yeah, the serverless technologies change, right? And, and now this is uh, doable again, this whole sort of server client model um, uh, in a way. So I think that was the big mind blowing moment. And that's why I'm, I'm so jazzed about Remix now. It's just that momentum that you get with a, a deployed application and your CMS like sitting nicely behind it. Right, yeah. Um, you you are speaking my language. I, I uh, started getting into this before uh, we all started building our own um, blogs with uh, with frameworks and stuff. And so 
my first blog was WordPress. And it was just like, that was so normal to save your blog post and you go over to your site just to double check it looks good and it's there, it's right right away. Yeah. And no, it's not necessarily what I would term fast. It wasn't a fast website, but <laughs> um, it uh, like at least my content was there. And because it wasn't a fast website, we're like, okay, well, let's, what if we could generate all this stuff ahead of time, put it on a CDN? That's like the fastest thing that, that we possibly could do is put something on a CDN, S servers all over the world, put that file right next to them. Um, but then you, you lose what you were talking about, like that instant publish ability. My website took 16 minutes to publish um, when it had a warm cache. If it mm -hmm. didn't have a warm cache, then it would time out and I'd have to run it like three times to, to rev up the cache again to, <laughs> so I could yeah. actually successfully publish. Uh, and then the other thing is that um, anytime you decide, okay, you know what? I want to do something dynamic here. Uh, then you're giving a user a poor experience with a loading spinner. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, you, you get both. Um, and, and the reason that we, we did it SSG in the first place was because WordPress was slow, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we wanted something faster. Um, and so yeah, I was there before as well. And I, uh, and I had the same experience in that, you know, uh, doing a lot of WordPress sites and you'd slap Cloudflare on front of it. And like I was using um, like roots.io. And I don't know if you ever looked into that. It was like this uh -uh. Like really um, incredible set of framework tools for like building enterprise grade WordPress websites. But it was still like the the maintenance of uh, owning a server and, and running a server and maintaining it and having to know what the latest version of Ubuntu is and, and that sort of stuff. It's just, yeah. It was too much. Um, uh, where that's, and I think that's, again, my excitement is there again that, that that's feasible again, but without the hassles that, that we have to solve with SSG. Um, hmm. And the example I can give on that is um, I wrote a blog post recently that got a little bit of traffic. Um, and I, I have my Remix blog hosted on fly.io. Um, uh -huh. with, the, with the default configuration and I just have like Cloudflare running my DNS. Um, I think I got 55,000 unique visits or something in wow. 24 hours um, and zero like issue. Like there, there was no wow. slowdown, nothing. And and I like I, uh, at that point, you sort of start to sort of uh, look sideways at static <laughs> <laughs> um, because, because uh, everything seems solved um, uh, in that. And yeah, with no development effort or no lift, uh, uh, being able to serve that many page views um, off of a Remix app, sort of, it was a nice use case. It was, it was a nice sort yeah. of validation of of uh, switching over. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's it's funny. I mean, that was a long running server too. That's not even serverless, where they're always talking about, oh, you can scale, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, it it was good that you just happened to have enough memory to to handle that. I guess. Um, well, that's, and that's that's where I have to like I'll 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 put my head up and admit I don't truly understand what fly.io like how that hosting yeah. works but but like getting it getting it set up was so easy I didn't even have yeah. to understand how it worked I right. and it handled all that traffic like um yeah the 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 server server maintenance isn't what it was so we can yeah. like use servers or serverless again uh, which is cool yeah it precisely and and so I was going to mention that like. Because because you mentioned, well, you can put uh, Cloudflare in front of WordPress and make it fast, uh, right? Um, and that's mm. that's true unless you wanted to like do some dynamic thing per user, then you can still sort of do that. But it, yeah, caching doesn't really do as much for you there. Um, but uh, yeah, like at, at the time, um, I was just like, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and so the idea of putting, in fact, I don't even know if Cloudflare was very widely used at all back then. Um, 
And, and so, but I certainly like, you weren't going to find me setting up my own server back then, like no way that I, I would not want to do that. So you, you use, you buy a domain with the hosting thing and they happen to have some WordPress thing you can do. And so you just do those together. And, um, but now like it's, and so that's, that was what's so appealing of static site generation. Um, you know, you just like, I literally, I could build it on my machine and then drag and drop the folder over to this cool uh, UI in the browser. And, and now it's up and published and stuff. Um, but like, it's not worth the, or it at the time it was kind of worth what, what you got, but now the infrastructure's just gotten so good. Stuff like Fly makes even long running servers like super fast and scale quite well. Uh, and then with uh, with serverless and, and even more exciting cloud compute uh, of uh, like edge computing, mm. um, we've got some pretty cool things where you you don't have to make the trade-offs that you once did with user experience and developer experience. You can have both. Yeah. No, it feels like the technology is caught up and that's pretty exciting. Uh, and and uh, yeah, to sort of see then what, what's next. And I, I desperately want to try out all the new Cloudflare stuff. But I think just yeah. coming like to me, Cloudflare was always just the... Uh, uh, saved your bacon if you were running WordPress servers <laughs> service <laughs> yeah. that I haven't fully yet like got in my mind that like pages and workers are all these other new things. They're not just a DNS hosting company anymore. So I, I do need to get my head around all of their, their much uh, newer and more exciting um, offerings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is really uh, exciting. Um, there, there are trade-offs of course that you're making when you're using uh, Cloudflare. It's not an actual JavaScript uh, node environment. It is a JavaScript environment but uh yeah not exactly node so there are some limitations um you can't i my biggest thing is that you can't use prisma there yet uh, maybe one day you'll be able huh. to but <laughs> i love prisma I, I can't imagine working with uh with a, a database without prisma but maybe sanity i, I wonder if sanity runs on cloud for work you, sh you should give that a shot I know we're doing some work with uh, our Sanity client at the moment because there are a few Node APIs in there, unfortunately. Um, but there's uh -huh. like a smaller version of the client that does work there where just to do queries. So you can't do uh -huh. mutations on Cloudflare workers yet, uh, but it's coming very soon. Uh, but yeah, like every querying data is just, you, you get JSON back from Sanity and you just you just do a HTTP request, right? So yeah, um, yeah from, from a basic HTTP request, you can get back that JSON data for the page and um, fill out your content from there. So yeah, um, yeah. yes, you can query data on Cloudflare workers, uh, uh, go for your life. And actually, I think there's somebody in the community building a demo with Sanity and Remix together, and I think they're going to try and make it around workers. So Sweet. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then we've also got uh, uh, Dino is also a non-node environment mm -hmm. um, that is is picking up steam. I Somebody actually deployed Dino to fly in a Docker container, and it is screaming fast um so like the 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 cool thing is that you can have your your screaming fast uh application that like and and remember like we're used to people uh waiting or we're, we're used to websites taking like three seconds to actually load like if you're not a developer blog that's a static site generated uh thing on a cdn like three seconds is not unusual uh no. so we're we're talking like hundred milliseconds or less response times with dynamically generated stuff, like stuff coming from sanity, maybe cached, um, mm. and stuff coming from a, a Postgres database. Like it's wild what we have these days. Um, so if you could say that, uh, there's one thing that people should look into and, and research or, or uh, play around with, 
to improve their user experience. Uh, Simeon, what, what would you say that would be? Um, well, I'd say sign up for a free trial at sanity.io. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the sales pitch in there. But no, seriously, um, like I said before, get a simple blog going and deploy it to production and then and, and get acquainted with what it's like to, um, to have the publish button mean something again. Um, because I, I do really think it's a, it's a big shift that we've probably gotten away from. Um, if you're on a, a big content editing team, you know, the publish button did mean something because, you know, anybody could be triggering the build. Um, mm. But I know like myself, you know, you just hit the publish button with reckless abandon because you knew it didn't mean anything. But um, mm-hmm. I, I know like the headless and static, like those terms lived in harmony and were both treated as positives. But um, and I don't think like Sanity and Remix makes it a monolith because it doesn't feel like WordPress, but just I think just yeah. that, that little bit of connection again that, um, uh, that, that, your, that your live content is really live on a live website or a live application mm. uh, means something again. Um, uh, and that's really important too, uh, particularly with the ability to stream changes like the, the guide we wrote for Remix was like for mm. live preview. Like I, ch- I get to watch changes take place live as I'm writing keystroke by keystroke on my Remix website because wow. the data came through, comes through from Sanity and that wasn't a lot of effort to set up with the, and that didn't take any custom tooling on our side. It's just we had some libraries that um, make that happen and, and that's all thanks to the engineering department that do all these amazing things like Sanity's <laughs> toolbox. I just get to turn up and work and play with the Legos. It's, um, it's the best fun I've ever had. But yeah, push the fastest thing you can through to production and then um, yeah, remember what it was like to publish things live again. And because uh, uh, I think that's a, that's a, a shift in mentality that um, if you've only been, if you've become acquainted with static only in the last few years, um, remembering how it used to be, which I think it'll be new for some, but it's old for others. I think that's been the yeah. fun of Remix is that you're probably discovering some old people coming out of the woods and, and, and finding this, how things used to be. Yeah. Um, but also uh, I think some people are going to see for the first time what, what it means, what the server client model means. And that, that's a pretty exciting thing too, uh, particularly too, because there's a lot of like FOMO around like new technologies and things. Mm. Um, but where Remix is like, it's it, it's a new framework, but it's a lot of old ideas, which um, so I think it's a pretty reliable set of um, uh, set of ideas to build on. Yeah, yeah. You you might say it's a remix of the old and the new. <laughs> <laughs> From so, Tish. That there you go. Prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think when when people do that, I think that's a great suggestion. Uh, get it deployed on this new infra. And and what better thing to deploy than a, a blog? Um, you know, right? Like when you're first yeah. getting started. And uh, then that, that's why our to our first quick start tutorial is a blog because that's like the natural thing. Uh, the next thing is is like a full app with authentication and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I agree with you because I I feel like um, that's a pretty simple thing to get set up. And when people experience um, the deployment process of getting things uh, deployed to the edge and see how fast it can be and how nice it is to be able to hit that publish button and everything is is updated instantly. Um, that's that's a really awesome experience. Um, now, I, I guess I should say that our quick start, does, uh, you would need to do a little bit of extra work to make it uh, so that uh, it will automatically take uh, your uh, uh, your updated blog post. Well, actually, no, because our quick start shows you how to like edit those files and stuff. So yeah, you you publish it and there it is. It's all, all live. That's uh, it's cool. And our um, but, sanity guide will show you how to actually have that inside the studio. So you're looking at the remix yeah. app inside the studio and, and watching keystroke changes uh, take place. Yeah, there, yeah. Well and that, 
Yeah, exactly. And that that is like, well, what's cool about that is that it's something that really scales. Um, our, our quick start guide is like, hey, let's just do this in a, uh, you know, as a file system thing. And then you need to start talking about persistent storage. But uh, I would challenge anybody to to take our quick start guide and, and upgrade it to something like Sanity um, because then you really can have something that like could scale. You could give credentials to an entire you know, team of, of people and, and they could all be working on this blog and stuff. Um, and w- once you've experienced that though, like even for a, a pet project, hopefully um, you s- start thinking, wow, this is really great. I sure wish that my work project could do this. <laughs> you, know, the, you, you start seeing all, like, cause we, we get really used to the, the way things are at the companies mm-hmm. that we're at, right? And so um, when you start experiencing what it's like outside of your bubble, then you start thinking, okay, maybe there's a way we can make what we have today work a little bit like that now. Um, and the, the mantra or the slogan, or I don't know what to call it, of, of Remix is build better websites. Sometimes we add, sometimes with Remix. Um, we're, we're really just wanting to help make the experience of the web better for selfish reasons because we have to use the web. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so hopefully people can kind of take some of the ideas that we're pushing and, and that'll inspire them to make their own sites better, even if they're not using Remix. Yeah, I'm excited not only to see where Remix goes, but where it pushes everyone else, because I think yeah. um, if enough people, uh, I mean, this might just be anecdata, but I don't want to deal with the build step again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm done with the build step. And 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 like I said, if if you can handle this much traffic through just Cloudflare and Fly, even on a, on a default setup, um, like what has what is static solving for you now? Um, yeah. But but I think I think everyone is kind of aware of that, and that's why you're seeing so much resources poured into all, all manner of other ways to produce uh, websites, which is exciting for everyone. Like uh, we all win. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see where where you guys push everybody else. I think this is pretty exciting. And then, uh, yeah, I think uh, all web developers are just going to uh, uh, benefit from uh, from the challenge. Yes, yeah, I, I hope so. Um, so, I mean, it's been awesome to chat with you. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap up? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think I pushed enough um, <laughs> enough advertising in here sideways. I wasn't sure how much, uh, how aggressively to advertise, so I just uh, rammed it right in there. But uh, you, well, you seem like a, an authentic person, and you authentically care about this, and genuinely care about sanity. So I don't well, mind. <laughs> well, le- legitimately, like I, I still pinch myself. I get to turn up to work at Sanity. I was I was using the product about a year and a half before I even joined the company, and I feel mm. like you know, like sports fans have a dream of like joining the team and kicking the winning goal like I, I i can't believe they let me work for them like it's I, I still love the product as a fan as much as i do work there so i if there's authenticity that's why because um yeah i just it's it's just uh it's great fun playing playing with the toys that uh engineering give us and and uh yeah oh that's that's awesome i i feel the same way about remix um and it's it's always a shame like it's bittersweet when you join the company because you're like sweet i can't believe it like i'm here this is awesome but then also you're like, well, dang it, nobody's gonna take what I say at face value anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And now, and now that's why, like, I, I can be awfully excited about things, but I also have to be uh, careful because there's some official weight behind the things that I say too. So uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I hope that's I walked true. a fine line of being diplomatic here today, but I, I'll I'll give excitement where it's due. I'm excited about sanity, but I'm very excited about remix too. So that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. Um, what's the best place for people to connect with you and keep up with what you're doing? Um, I'm on Twitter at Simeon Griggs, uh, S-I-M-E-O-N-G-R-I-G-G-S. Uh, that's probably the best place. I don't tweet often, but um, if I've got something to say, uh, you'll see it there. Awesome. 
Cool. Hey, thanks so much, Simeon. It's a pleasure to chat with you. And we'll talk with everybody else later. Excellent. Thanks again.